0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. It is Thursday, March the 12th. I'm your host, James Seltzer. Uh, coming up in a minute, we will uh, get into the Phillies pitching staff. As uh, yesterday we discussed the lineup, the day before Girardi, the past two days have been the stuff of optimism for the Phillies. Today will certainly not be that. As uh, I think the pitching staff, the biggest reason for pessimism, and even more reason for pessimism with some news that came out yesterday for that pitching staff. We'll dive into that in a couple minutes. First, though, I think um, you know we really have to to start talking. Um, start the show talking about the coronavirus and the impact on sports it seems silly to do any sort of show right now and not at least touch on that as obviously it's a a rapidly developing situation that has um, already you know affected obviously America but affecting the sports world in, in numerous ways and Obviously, the most drastic thing we've seen the NBA. Yes, uh, yes, last night suspends the season um, and games will not be played. And um, obviously, that is a drastic step, but but um, one that that has to be made. Uh, again, um, it is a, a developing situation and things are changing by the minute. So um, it is the the type of thing that's changing by the day. The NCAA tournament has announced; it is going to play without fans in the stadiums, closed stadiums for that. So it is um, it is rapidly impacting the sports world, our general way of life, and um, Major League Baseball is apparently discussing options for what they will do. As of right now, they are not planning on changing anything at the moment. I think if things continue down the path they're on, that is very likely to change, if nothing else potentially games without fans in the stadiums. I know it's outdoors, so a little different than arenas, um, and there is still time to figure this out, as the season does not start till March 26th. But the way this situation, uh, the way the coronavirus has played out, is, I think just the biggest thing is that we really don't know what's going to happen. We don't know where we're going to be as a nation, as a people, two weeks from now when the season is supposed to start. We're only two weeks away from the start of the season today, so... Um, we will obviously continue to talk about it, keep our eye on it as things develop. And at least from my perspective, I know that, you know, I think the biggest, clearest thing that we can do is, you know, Americans right now is um, trying to do our best to avoid social interactions, social distancing, it's called. I, I have uh, talked a lot with my wife about it. She works at Penn Hospital and public health. Um, The idea of flattening the curve, it is growing at an exponential rate, as we've seen in Italy and other countries. And really the only way to try and flatten that growth curve to try and keep it from um, growing more exponentially like that is to avoid large public gatherings, is to avoid the opportunity for more and more people to get infected and then infect other people and so on and so forth. Um, So for now, again, Major League Baseball is... Moving forward as planned at the moment, but I will be shocked if that doesn't change with the way things are shaking out over the next few weeks. Obviously, um, it affects different people differently. Um, You know, obviously, older people and immunocompromised people are the people most at risk um, of dying from this. But it does seem that you know it is the kind of thing that anyone could be infected with, and anyone could carry to other people and all that. So, um, just be really careful. Wash your hands. Try and avoid touching your face. And again, if at all possible, uh, you know, avoid large public gatherings. Avoid public gatherings. You know, it is, um, it's paramount, really, to help kind of stem the tide of what is a a dangerous situation. The World Health Organization yesterday had officially declared a pan, a, it a pandemic. So it is not something to be taken lightly. I, I think there is a, a middle ground between you know, panic and um, being pragmatic and rational about it. And, um, I I do think it is something to take very seriously. It is not a hoax. It is not some type of, you know, I've seen a lot of that around, oh, it's just the flu. It's not, it is a lot more serious than that. And it's something that we need to take seriously, but also, you know, be rational and pragmatic about how we go about it. So, I think the biggest thing for now is avoid public gatherings. Um, if I had tickets to a sporting event, I certainly wouldn't go if they were allowing me to go. I think soon enough it'll be taken out of the fans' hands. But um, it is a, a real, obviously a crazy situation and something to sobering and scary and all that type of stuff. So um, we'll continue to monitor it here on this show. I'm sure on you know everything you, you listen to, it really it's unavoidable right now. It is um the number one thing that everyone is talking about right now and everyone is focused on. So um, for now, again, I, I think you know we can all just do what we can do to be smart, to you know try and avoid becoming carriers, trying to avoid carrying it to other people, trying to avoid coming into contact with it. And I think that's all we could do for now. And it'll be interesting to see what Major League Baseball does. I'll be shocked again if if uh, in two weeks the situation is good enough where they could just play games with no problem. I'll be surprised. I really will. I I don't think I think they would play in empty stadiums before they would um postpone games but again if players come down with it, i mean we don't know if if players come down with it anything could happen so um it's obviously a situation to watch and one that certainly threatens the start of major league baseball in two weeks as of now we'll move forward talking and thinking about baseball as if it's going to start in two weeks but it's certainly a, um, a scary situation that is is developing and changing very quickly all right let's talk pitching uh, as I said, the last two days we talked some optimism about the Phillies. Girardi uh, brings a ton of optimism for me. The coaching staff he's brought together. The lineup, I feel optimistic about. You're nervous about the Andrew McCutcheon situation. But in general, I feel more optimistic than not about their ability to put up runs, about their ability to play solid defense. So I think those are the areas you feel good. I sadly can't say the same about the pitching staff. You just can't. In fact, I feel quite pessimistic about it. Um, particularly the bullpen. We'll get to that in a second. I mentioned some news yesterday that for me, and if you've heard me talk at all, whether here on High Hopes or uh, any of the other areas where I kind of talk about the Phillies, you know that I've been very worried about this and uh, and it's, it's proven to come to fruition. So we'll get to that. But first, let's start with the starting staff, which I think um, you can't feel optimistic about it, but I certainly feel more optimistic about it than the bullpen. I think with Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler at the top, you feel really good about those guys. They are both um maybe not ace ace type quality players, but pretty close. You know, certainly Nola we've seen can be one of the better pitchers in baseball when locked in and on. I think having Brian Price here will help him. He's talked a lot about how much Chris Young was an issue for him and how excited is it he is to have Price here. So um I think that I think Nola and Wheeler are gonna be a really nice one-two combo at the top. I don't think, you know, look, it's not the best in baseball one-two. It's not one of the two or three or four best in baseball, but it's a really nice one too. I think you can go to war, so to speak, with those two guys as your one and two. After that, it's a much bigger issue, a much bigger question mark. Eflin or Arietta, whoever you want to say, is the proverbial three and four. I think Arietta will probably start first. It'll be the technical three and then Eflin the four, but both of those guys, big question marks. Personally, I feel better about Eflin than Arietta. Um, Eflin has had long stretches of time where he's been a a very quality major league pitcher. Um, I don't know if you can count on him to be a, a, you know, a a real quality three type of guy for you as the, you know, a sense of that. But I think he's a four or five type pitcher who I think, you know, more often than not, will give the team a chance to win. Again, you feel good about the lineup. I think I, I feel okay. Was Zach Eflin heading into the season? I think that he's certainly good enough to to give you a chance to win on on you know more often than not on nights he starts. So I think Eflin is is okay. It's not ideal. You don't feel super comfortable with him as your number three, but I think there is some upside there, and and he's certainly a solid pitcher. Arietta, I mean, look, I, I know he's he's looked pretty good this spring for the most part. Um, if he's fully healthy who knows? I just, after the Jake Arrieta I've seen the last two years, I, I can't say I feel incredibly confident about Arietta. I would go the other way. I would say I feel pessimistic about his chances to really be a contributor. Um, I'm done buying into the Arietta bounce back season uh, at his age and what we've seen and the injuries and all that type of stuff. I just, I don't feel confident. So um, that's a big concern for me. I think Jake Arrieta is a, um, You know, uh, I think you'll get some solid starts out of him. For the most part, he's probably going to be more of a minus than a plus for you. I hope I'm wrong. Look, obviously, Arrieta does have talent. And, uh, you know, if he can stay healthy and kind of recapture that, and maybe Brian Price helps him out a bit or whatever, maybe, um, then you could feel okay about Jake Arrieta. But I certainly don't. I think that's a big hole for this team. And then when you look at the fifth starter, I mean, talk about holes. We're talking about either Vince Velasquez, Nick Pavetta, or Ranger Suarez. As your five-starter, and and none of those guys are a good option. They're just not. Let's be real about it. Um, Ultimately, if I had to bet right now, I'd bet on Nick Pavetta being the five-starter. I think Ranger Suarez creeping up as a chance. There's been a lot of buzz about him as a potential five-starter. We know the Phillies have wanted a left-hander in the rotation for a long time, but I think ultimately Pavetta, based on the upside and potential there, um, we'll end up getting the chance. I don't love that Pavetta still, still, you hear him talking spring training, still doesn't seem to um, acknowledge his own faults in why he has struggled. You know, it seems like he's really taken the blame Chris Young route, which is what Aaron Nola has done and all that. And and look, it does seem, again, I, I think I, I talked about it a couple days ago. I do think Brian Price is going to make a big difference. I think having that guy here makes a difference. Um, and you hope that, you know, that Pavetta is the exact type of guy you hope he can make a difference with. We've seen Pavetta have stretches of, of real success at the major league level. The stuff, the talent is there, um, or at least has been there before. Um, and you know, he's really, you know, kind of blaming on Chris Young saying the coaching wasn't helping him and all that. So, um, I hope that Pavetta can figure it out and, and maybe give you something, Um, I'm not counting on it. And again, I think that ultimately his inability to admit his faults, his inability to really bear down and fight through things on the Hill is is his biggest shortcoming. again, he does have the talent. He's a talented guy. He has stuff. um, But he just hasn't been able to put it all together. And I just, I think expecting him to is foolish. Um, So you look at Pavetta, you look at Velasquez, who I've said a million times you've heard on this show, I never need to see Vince Velasquez start another game for the Phillies. Uh, I just don't. <laughs> you know. I, I think we've seen more than enough of him in that role to know that he's not going to do it. I think there is a a very, very low likelihood of Vince Velasquez being a quality pitcher for this team in a starting role. Maybe they could transition him to pen and he can give you something. I think for an inning or two, maybe there's something there where um, if he gets used to that role, if he buys into that role, that maybe he could help you unlock the bullpen, as we'll get to in a minute, is going to need all the help it can get. Um, but... For my mind, I think Vince Velasquez, if he ends up as the fifth starter, that is a uh, disaster for this Phillies team. Look, none of these guys is, is not a disaster. It's just levels of disaster, and Velasquez, for me, the biggest level of disaster. Ranger Suarez, um, a similar type of thing in the sense that, you know, he's just not that effective a pitcher. He doesn't have a ton of stuff. He certainly doesn't have the stuff that either Velasquez or Pavetta has. Um, he's fine. He's serviceable. I think he's a long man out of the bullpen. He's fine, you know, but um, I don't know. Uh, I don't get excited at the thought of Vince Velasquez as my five-starter. So, you know, I think when you look at this starting rotation on the whole, you feel good about the first two. And then after that, it's really all question marks. I think you could talk yourself into Eflin. I can't talk myself into Arietta, And I don't see there's any way you could talk yourself into the one of the five guys again. Who knows? Maybe Brian Price can turn Pavetta around, and we see that stuff, that talent, come to some sort of fruition. But I think ultimately that the the starting staff is an issue. Um, it's an issue. I mean, at least you have those two guys at the top. That's something. Um, it's something real to feel good about. But everyone else is a question mark, and you hope for the best for Eflin. You hope maybe for a mini bounce back for Arietta, and you you hope that Pavetta or Suarez or someone can can figure it out without Brian Price. But I just think it's silly to expect it, and um, I think that's a real issue for this Phillies team obviously the the wild card here is Spencer Howard I think he's real I think Spencer Howard whenever he does come up will be successful uh, he has the chance to be a really really good major league pitcher a, a two type of guy um, and I think he can have success immediately um you know the obvious issue with Spencer Howard is he's never pitched 100 innings before and the minors, you know he's never he's never come close to that and you can't expect him to come up to the major leagues at the highest level and max effort type stuff and and pitch a lot of innings so Spencer Howard is certainly an x-factor as the season goes on but um, they're gonna limit his innings they're not gonna you know come up and have him pitch 100 plus innings in the major leagues he's just not gonna do that Um, so while I love Spencer Howard while I love the stuff while I love the potential of him potentially coming up and making a difference later in the season um, he's certainly not someone you can count on going into it. And uh, again, that just sums up the problem. There's really no one other than Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler, you can count on. That's it. So you hope for the best, and they're going to need the best. And you hope that this lineup can slug your way through some games, and that is certainly possible. Um, but if you're looking for an issue with this starting staff, look no further than right after Nolan Wheeler. None of these guys are short things. Again, I think Eflin, the one I would bet the most on being a serviceable, solid guy for you. But. You don't feel great about the starting staff after those top 2 and and if only that were the biggest problem you feel okay you know maybe if that were the case but hey this bullpen can come in and really dominate some games and and bail some starters out you feel a lot better but I feel significantly worse about the bullpen. I felt bad about the bullpen, a bullpen that they did nothing of consequence to add to. They added guys like Francisco Liriano and Drew Storn and Bud Norris and Anthony Swarzak, a bunch of bargain basement dumpster diving type of ads. I felt bad about the bullpen prior to the news that came yesterday, but yesterday it comes down that Sir Anthony Dominguez has had a setback with his elbow, and uh, it's looking very likely that he's going to have to get Tommy John now. As uh, If you heard me talk at all last year on this show, or in any other where else I, I talk about the Phillies, I have said that I thought it was a massive, massive mistake that he did not get the Tommy John surgery before. I know that you know a lot of people say, "Oh, if you can rehab it, try and rehab it." You know, you should definitely do that, but it just doesn't work. It never works. I can only think of one example: Masahiro Tanaka is the only pitcher I can think of that I know of who rehabbed an ulnar collateral tear and ended up being okay and never having to get Tommy John, or at least not yet. No one else. There's not a single other example of it. I don't know why people would have thought that Sir Anthony Dominguez, a guy who relies on on high-velocity, max-effort-type stuff, who throws 98-100, to 100, that it's going to work out. I mean, the other thing about Tanaka is he's not a max-effort guy. He doesn't throw that hard. He's you know low-90s guy. So it's a shame, I think... As frustrating as is, I feel terrible for Sir Anthony. I mean, that stinks. Uh, I feel bad for him if, you know, he didn't want to get the surgery very clearly. If, uh, you know, he wanted to find a way to rehab, that that didn't work. It's a bummer. But at the same time, I'm really disappointed in the Phillies for relying on him so much. I think that's the bigger issue. This Phillies team was like, oh, Sir Anthony, it's going to be huge to have that guy back. And sure, it would have. But how could you go into this season relying so heavily on him? I mean, he was a key part of this bullpen. That's the thing, is you look at the bullpen outside of Sir Anthony, and we're talking about there are maybe two or three guys you can count on, four max. I mean, you feel good about Hector Neris. I think Hector Neris is probably the most underrated guy on this team. He's a really nice pitcher. He'll be the closer. Joe Girardi has already said point blank he'll be the closer. I think you can count on Hector Neris. I think he's a good pitcher. Um, Jose Alvarez, nice pitcher. Did a nice job last year. I feel good about Jose Alvarez for the most part. What we've seen from him, I feel solid about him. You know, I think that's someone who could give you something. Um, and Adam Morgan, we've seen flashes. You know, Adam Morgan, if healthy, you know, he's a, a nice pitcher. Not great, but a nice pitcher. A guy who certainly can get left-handed batters out. That's that's a nice guy to have. Certainly the three batter. Minimum rule that was instituted this season that will begin um, where a, a pitcher has to face at least three batters unless it's the end of an inning um, isn't great for Adam Morgan. That's not ideal. Um, he's someone you would like to be able to bring in to face left-handed hitters, but uh, Adam Morgan's fine. That's three guys. I mean, they brought Tommy Hunter back. If he's healthy, he's fine. I like Tommy Hunter. Tommy Hunter is a good guy because he can face righties and lefties. So for the three batter minimum, that helps. Um, but man. Then we're talking about Francisco Liriano. We're talking about Anthony Swarzak. We're talking about, you know, Austin Davis coming back up at some point. Victor Arano. I mean, there's so many guys that you just don't feel good about. You feel bad about these guys. These are not guys who you can feel confident in. It's a major issue. I mean, what, is Edgar Garcia going to be a massive part of this team? I mean, I just... I feel really nervous. The bullpen makes me nervous. Austin Davis, do I have to rely on Austin Davis? Daniel De Los Santos? Cole Irvin? I mean, there's some nice young arms that you hope for. Ramon Rosso maybe can give you something at some point. Or, um, you know, McLean, someone there. But, man, um, I think of all the spots where this team was short-sighted, It was counting so much on Sir Anthony Dominguez coming into this season. It's the single biggest short-sighted move. And again, I understand if someone doesn't want to get Tommy John surgery and and Dr. James Andrews says, hey, I think you might be able to rehab this. Like, you know, go for it. I get it. I do. I don't blame Sir Anthony Dominguez for wanting to do that, and I don't blame uh, the team for not forcing him to get it, even though I thought clearly, as I've stated, that it wasn't going to work out. He needed to get the Tommy John surgery. Um, but I do blame the team for not having a contingency plan, for going into the season with this guy as your option, as your go-to. It's a disaster. It really is, and it ultimately, it could be the kind of thing that sinks this club. Really, this bullpen is going to be suspect, and look, they did a really nice job last year of supplementing and finding guys who could come in and get some outs for you who Maybe we're undervalued, or you know, not that good. Cause clearly they're not on the team this year, like Mike Moran and guys like that, or Blake Parker. Blake Parker, you hope that maybe he gives you something. I mean, it's um they're in a bad spot, uh, and I think ultimately when you go into the season, you know, you talk about this pitching staff, and and as I said, I think the three, four, five starters could end up being a major issue for this team. But I think ultimately, if you're trying to pick a spot that could be the biggest Achilles' heel for this team, it's the bullpen. It's a bad situation. They'll have one of the worst bullpens in baseball, certainly from a talent perspective heading into the season, and certainly of any team that's contending. And they, you know, you hope they have some young arms they can bring up. A Damon Jones type guy has some a lot of talent. Maybe he can come up and make a difference as the season goes on and be a Sir Anthony like guy from a couple years ago when Sir Anthony came up and was such a difference maker. But on the whole, I feel incredibly pessimistic about this bullpen and and the reasons I don't feel great about the Phillies in terms of, of I, I don't see them more than a mid-80s to high-80s type win team. And again, I said like 87 maybe is a high end, more like 85, 86, somewhere in there. I haven't decided exactly where my final prediction is going to be, and I think they will fight for that second wild card. I think they have a real chance to get it. But man, this bullpen thing is a, a major, major issue for this team. It is a major issue. And um, it is uh It's going to be frustrating. It's going to be something where um, we are going to be really worried about this. And uh, man, it's a shame. It's a real shame that uh, that Sir Anthony Dominguez that they didn't have a backup plan for him. And um, you know, it's it's a real bummer. It's a real real bummer that they went in the season counting on him so much and that this happened and uh it could have been foreseen as i said i think many people said hey don't count on this this isn't someone i would count on this is not something that usually ends well so uh, again i'm pretty pessimistic when it comes to the pitching staff in case you can't tell i think the offense and girardi could be enough to make up for that to to compete but man um you don't feel great i'm nervous about the pitching staff as uh as we'll see and again i think um i think that uh It's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next few weeks, certainly with the staff. And obviously, again, back to the beginning with the coronavirus, the NBA suspending its season. I mean, there is real reason to believe that baseball could be impeded the start of the season in one way or another, Um, especially if they're going to follow suit of the NBA and and other leagues and what's going to happen. I, I don't think this is going away anytime soon. So it's a story that we will track. It's something we'll keep an eye on. And I I don't feel great about what's going to happen here. And ultimately, look, whatever whatever works, whatever's the smartest thing to do, I will support. I will be sad. All I want is baseball. I've talked about it nonstop how excited I am. But ultimately, um, whatever is the smartest move for the largest group of people, which will save lives, even if it saves one life, it's worth doing. But um, it's a really, really tough situation, and we will continue to monitor it. We'll continue to talk Phillies and, and get excited for the season, assuming it's going to happen. And Certainly, um, you know there are more important things though, and uh, and that's what we'll keep in mind as we talk about it. For now, we'll continue to get excited for the season again. Hopefully, as pessimistic as I am about p- the pitching, hopefully the optimism about Girardi and the lineup, and, and maybe they can add to the pitching. I mean, there are things that can happen. They just need to play good baseball. But um, we will see. We'll continue to monitor it. We'll continue to talk about where this team is at. Tomorrow, we'll talk more about the state of the Phillies heading into the season, coming off the off season, the luxury tax of it all, and a whole lot more. So a whole lot more to get into, uh, until then stay safe. Um, again, uh, wash your hands, uh, you know, try and touch your face, try and avoid big social gatherings. Social distancing is important. Um, so, um, until then, um, we will continue to do what we do, talk Phillies and, and hope for the best, uh, in all this stuff. So, uh, until then, Thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies today right here on the Phillies 24 seven network. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.